abundance. We all want more of it. Health, relationships, career, prosperity. To be human is to strive for more. There's ample advice on how to create abundance. We need to have positive thoughts and believe in ourselves. But what happens if positive thinking doesn't come naturally? Are we doomed? I'm Jill McCabe, author, entrepreneur, negative thinker turned optimist, and your host on the Thinking Vitamins podcast. For years, I struggled to believe in myself. And for years, I fell short of my goals and aspirations. Until I learned a nifty bit of neuroscience that taught me how we can all rewire our brains to have more positive thoughts, self-belief, and abundance. That's what I created Thinking Vitamins for. Thinking Vitamins are sticky ideas, mantras, and perspective shifts that retrain your brain to expect good things to happen to you. So I ask you, are you ready to boost your abundance? Let's dive in. Well, hello and welcome to this episode of the Thinking Vitamins podcast, which is all about the creation process and really going beyond what you have achieved or created before to create that next big thing that you are meant to create and give to the world. So if you're someone who's got something that you want to give to the world, maybe maybe you want to write a book, maybe you want to start a business, maybe you want a TV show, maybe you, lately I was just thinking I might write a musical. I don't know. Maybe you want to create something, foundation, a charity, um, who knows, but you want to create something and it's big and it's a little bigger than things that you've done in the past. And maybe you've tried to create something for a long time that was big, a little bigger than the things you created in the past. What we're going to look at today is sort of that, that creation journey and then what gets in the way of completion, right? So we have that really big thing that we want. What gets us in the way between sort of creation and completion? So if we're looking, you know, broad strokes, right, we're going to look at the creation process. Um, we sort of know that the creation process is about seeing something, envisioning something, kind of believing that you can have it, right? Like just going viscerally understanding why you want it and why it's important, how you're going to feel. And then, you know, feeling all this, all this gratitude and bringing all these positive emotions to it and then creating plans and then taking action on those plans. And all right, having, having some friction come along and maybe like getting set off course or kind of forgetting or progressing and then getting back on track and moving back on your plans and then continue, continue, continue. This is kind of, you know, how to create any, this is how we create anything. We think of it, we conceive of it, we believe it, we determine its importance to us, and then we, we start taking action on it. But one of the things that sort of, I was just guided to do, which was such a helpful activity, and I wanted to share it with you, is I was at a conference in New York. It was such an amazing conference. And one of the questions from the stage was, you know, when you are working towards something big and important in your life, what, when do you normally stop? Like, when do you normally stop? 
And there's two big times that you're normally going to stop. And you're normally going to stop either when you're like frustrated and struggling and it's hard and it's like you just don't even know where to go or you don't have the information, you don't know how to do something. Or you might stop when you're like on your way to success. Um, and I was kind of thinking about it in relation. I was like, so yeah, when do I stop? Do I stop when it gets hard, when I need to learn something new? Or do I stop when I'm actually thriving and I'm on my way to success? And I had a bit of a kind of a sort of like a wake up call, if you will, because I, I realized, oh my gosh, I completely block myself from success. And why this is a bit of an oh my gosh moment is because if you've been following me or you've been listening to the Thinking Vitamins podcast, then you know that I do a lot of work around breakthroughs and reprogramming the brain with hot goals. That's something I teach in my book, It's Go Time, if this is if that's a new concept for you, where you program yourself to get going on your goals without willpower. So there's all of this stuff that I do that's around really clearing beliefs from the past that don't serve you, that are holding you back so that you can completely be in your present and create your today and future. And this is, so when I discovered that I had this massive block, it was, it was stunning to me. It was actually really surprising. So so the question is, and I'll ask you, what when you're moving towards success, like when you're sort of like on the road to something, what normally stops you? So here's what happened to me. I realized it was the moving towards success. And I realized this is a block that has gotten in my way a lot of times. If I look back on my life, I'll, I just keep having these like, whoop, like massive, like, ooh, I do so well. Like I had... Uh, Oh, my, I mean, my first career was, um, I was a restaurateur the restaurant did exceptionally well. Like we had famous clientele and we had, we were packed and we were busy and we had a ton of press and that's pretty fancy, you know, to do that well in the restaurant business. But then after that, just really struggled to sort of create sort of success again for a little while, but don't, then I did. And then I became a consultant and I did really well as a consultant. And then after a while, just kind of struggled to sort of break through to that next level. And so I kind of stagnated for a while. And then, you know, I started the company that I'm running now, Boom You. We have holistic training for entrepreneurs who really want to make everything about their lives work. And, and then again, it just like, I did so well with Boom You. And then, you know, I just kind of hit this plateau and then on my book, right? It's go time. Okay. It's go time. Build the business and life you really want. I love this book. I launched this book and I launched this book on, and this is, this is the story that actually sort of made me sort of have this massive aha moment. And by the way, a massive, massive breakthrough, but this book, I published it, you know, I, like the story goes, I self-published it, um, on Black Thursday. So if you don't know the story very quickly, I'd worked on this book for like five years. I'd wanted to write the book, but didn't. Then I'd wanted to write the book, then didn't. I was busy with clients and, you know, and so I, you know, reason, reason, excuse, excuse. And, you know, eventually I got the book done. So I get the book done. 
and I self-publish on Amazon on Black Thursday. Now, I actually had a big enough pre-reading team that I, I still got bestseller status. I got amazing reviews. People really loved the book. I was pre-readers. If you're out there and you're listening to this, just so you know, I am deeply grateful for the support that you showed it's go time and actually current readers, you know, anyone who's taken that time to go online and share your thoughts about the book and give me a, a review that has meant the world to me. So if that's something you've done for me, thank you so much. Know that I'm deeply grateful for, for the turnout that I got considering that, that people were really freaking out at that time. And, you know, I, you know, as I do, right, I kept going, you know, at this point, I don't realize I have a stopping point. It feels like, you know, it's go time, right? So I grab the book and I feel like so proactive. I take the book, I update the book, I get a publisher in New York, Morgan James Publishing, and we sort of update it. We get a way better cover than the one that I had when I self-published. And I also updated it for the online economy because I had been working in the online economy, helping um, like mentors, coaches, teachers, service-based professionals, artists, like grow their businesses. And I had been doing this online already. And so I thought, oh, I'll update the book and sort of teach people how that works. And then I republished the book. So the public, it gets formally published and released um, this year in uh, 2022. And, and then what do I do? Right. I'm like, Oh, right. Everybody's on lockdown. It was actually published. It was actually released in September, 2021, um, to bookstores. And I was, you know, I was all mopey. Like I know it's a little bit more lockdown in Canada where I live than, than in some other places. And it's still a lot more conservative in terms of people going out. At least it was back then. And I did this thing where I said to myself, okay, you know what? I am, um, I can't sell this book right now or I can't promote this book right now because like everybody's on lockdown. And I told myself this story for a couple of years and nobody caught me. Nobody. I've told this story to so many people and not one person caught that. Not one person caught it. Like everyone just bought into this. Okay. So my story was, um, how can I sell it's go time when everybody's on lockdown? Clearly it's not go time. And that was the fiction that I had told myself. So back to this conference that I'm in New York, you know, last month. Yeah. Last month. And I'm in New York and it's like, when do you normally stop? And I, all of a sudden I realized, oh my gosh, like I stop when I'm succeeding. <laughs> I had this book. I got all these five-star reviews. People were like, this is like a mind-blowing book because I have this holistic approach to entrepreneurship where I actually teach you how to discover your purpose. And I teach you how to actually retrain your brain from the inside out and then build, like I, I build the person, like the inside out approach to entrepreneurship. I haven't seen anywhere else. It does really, really well. And then I stop. Why? And before I, before I sort of go there, let me just tell you, there's sort of a, a very famous, I don't know who to attribute this to, but there's a very famous sales teacher in business um, who sort of, who talks about attitude. And there's this idea that, you know, two salesmen separately or whatever, two salesmen go, um, I think it's like go somewhere in Asia a really long time ago. And the first one sort of gets off the plane and there's their shoe salesmen. And the first one gets off the plane and says, uh, Oh no, I'm here, right? I can't believe I came all the way here 
and and nobody was wearing any shoes. And so this person's like, oh no, nobody wears shoes. There's no market here. Nobody buys shoes here. And the second salesperson gets off the plane, also a shoe salesman, and looks at it and says, oh my gosh, wow, nobody wears shoes here. Look at the market here. It's incredible. And so I realize that I was that first shoe salesman. I was the one going, oh, nobody's wearing shoes, so nobody can buy shoes. You know, no one wants to buy shoes. And I was like, that's nuts. And I just had this epiphany. I had this epiphany and I was like, oh my goodness. And I actually realized that I stopped selling the book on how to make a business work in the online economy during the great resignation, when literally millions of people were leaving their jobs and many of them, yes, getting jobs with other employers and many of them actually wanting to go into entrepreneurship with their skills, which is exactly what I teach. And I am really good at teaching that. And I basically stopped promoting this book because I kept telling myself it was locked down. This, I, you know, I'm sharing this, um, the exuberance that you're hearing in my voice was not with me. Like a month ago, I was literally stunned. I was literally stunned that I did this. I could not believe that, that I still had this block and it was so deep and it was so hidden. Like here I am with like a book that made bestseller status. Like surely I'm past stops and blocks if I'm hitting bestseller status or if I have like pre-reading teams that are big enough to come out and support me even on a, a day of massive devastation. And, and this is sort of picking up from the podcast that I had last week with Pam Pryor, where we talked about raising your money receiving limit. And we talked about how the fact that, you know, you don't just raise it once. I've raised my receiving limit several times. And along the way, when I've stopped and blocked myself, I've actually realized there's a psychological block stopping me from getting to that next level. And it's just part of the work that, that those, we raise it. We talked about this last week. It's a really good episode if you haven't heard it. Um, we talked about how you raise, you go back and you find your money stories or you find your success stories from the past and you raise your receiving limit and then usually get to another plateau and then you raise it. And that's what's happened to me. Now I've done extremely well and I'm extremely grateful for how well I've done, but, but I realized all of a sudden that I had spent basically five years dreaming about its go time. Um, two of those years sort of just putting it off, right? <laughs> just being too busy. And then you know, another couple of years, you know, another year and a half writing and editing and all of that. And then it took like a year to finally get it published, to go from self-published to published. And, and so it was like a five-year process. And it's a book that really helps people, like it really helps them discover who they are and break through their blocks. And then I basically stopped promoting it. And, you know, for the creation process, you know, whether it's a business or a book or, I mean, I've heard musicians talk about it, whether it's an album, whatever it is, actually making the thing. I mean, that's only a small percentage of the work. Then it's getting that thing out there to the world and, and selling it. And that's, I mean... And I completely abandoned my, it's got, I've got it, you know, up in the corner of the room. 
but I completely abandoned that baby. And I was, I'm even now writing another book and I, you know, that's going to be another year out from, from here and I'm excited about it. But I realized I can't just abandon that. It is, I have to go back and I have to pick it up. And I realized that stopping point was blocking me. So I started looking at what might've been blocking me. So I did the activity that was in, um, that, that I was, that was in the last episode. I, I sort of looked at all of those like many beliefs from childhood. And right now I'm writing a book on abundance breakthroughs. I'm actually also looking at some, a generational trauma piece in there. And so I, I use, I'll share more of that later with you. And so I did the activity, uh, that was shared in the last po- podcast on how to raise your receiving limit. I did that activity and really looked for those generational stories. What were the parents saying growing up? What was my experience around money growing up? And I actually found a very deep seated trauma story. Um, I'll share more about this story later because it's a way too big a story to cram into a podcast about stopping points. But the, the summary of this story was really that I have relatives who were very wealthy, very well, I mean, like obscenely wealthy and powerful, um, sort of do some pretty horrible things to their own children and nieces and and nephews. And um, I really, as a young girl, just attributed massive wealth with um, cruelty, with cruelty. And so I have been able to, you know, create great businesses and success and, you know, these tremendous results and then get stopped and then like plateau. Now, thank goodness I've been doing this work for a long time and I keep doing the work, discovering these things, reprogramming with hot goals, which I teach about in its go time. And I keep doing the work and I keep lifting and I keep, thank goodness, I keep getting to a higher level that becomes my new plateau. But I realized that's my stopping point. I'm stopping when I'm successful. And yeah, I, you know, there's work involved. Like to to sell books is no easy feat. I mean, I've done very well with its go time. And it, it the book has done extremely well considering sort of I'm a fairly unknown author. But now it's actually my job. I've actually talked to fairly well-known authors, people who've sold over half a million books. And guess how they sell them? They sell them by putting that book under their arm and going and talking to people and having it available. A a very humbling moment. Probably the person that this happened with is going to listen to this podcast. So you can text me later. But a very humbling moment was like, hey, I'd really like to buy some copies of your book. Can I grab them from you? And I'm like, you know, uh, I don't know where they are. And I'm like putting it off. And these are all these really weird signs of like, why am I not even making my book available when people are like, Hey, I'd really like to get some copies and give them to my friends. I love this book. And I'm just like, I don't know. Yeah. They're in storage. I'm not sure where they are. It's the strangest thing. So anyway, the good news is when you find a block that you have, when you find a stopping point, that's when you can deal with it. You know, what you can look at, you can address. And so I don't, I don't know how you address things like that, but you know, I can simply say, I, I'm going to keep going with it's go time. I'm a big fan of creating mantras. So if I find that there's something going on in my past and that past, let's say it's, you know, um, 
people with wealth and success or, or, you know, are evil and, and cruel. If I have created that and I don't want to become a cruel person, you know, and, and these are, you know, deep seated feelings. Um, and uh, you know, I created ideas like that when I was a child. And so I had not looked at or examined these beliefs since childhood. Clearly I'm going to have a more, you know, complete perspective on a topic like that than I did when I was a child. And so I can create a mantra that sort of counteracts it. So if the mantra is, you know, wealthy people, um, or, you know, wealthy people are evil or greedy, then I can do something like really start to think about the people who are wealthy, who are generous and kind, you know, and, and really, and I ended up doing, um, EFT. I don't know if you know EFT, it's like a tapping, um, you know, even though I think people with money are wealthy and, uh, or people who are extremely wealthy are, are greedy and cruel. Um, I love and cherish myself. And then you sort of do this tapping thing and you kind of go through the negative beliefs and then you re-go through the positive beliefs. I, you know, encourage you to look that up on YouTube. I find it very helpful in addition to things like setting hot goals, which I teach about and it's go time. And if you don't have the book, uh, you can check it out for free. Uh, you can download it from my website, but you can use these techniques to, to actually unpack, to see, to examine your old beliefs and then change them. And so my, my, my new mantra might be something like, I believe there's a lot, there's, you know, there's people at all levels of wealth who are good, inherently good, inherently kind, inherently generous. And I believe there's people at all levels of wealth that are not uh, inherently good, inherently kind, inherently generous. And I can start to realize that that kind, generous, um, you know, good people are not characterized by money. <laughs> that, that That's actually, that's like, that's a, you know, that's just, those are two things like those are just two ideas that don't necessarily belong together. That was a big eye-opening moment. Now, you might not have kind of a stopping point when you're successful. You might have and another big one that I see with um, clients. I, I do see the stopping when you're going to be successful with my clients all the time. Here's what happens with my clients. They'll do like we're, you know, people who are in our mastermind, they'll, they'll do a certain amount of success, right? And they'll do really, really well. And they'll literally stop. They'll create a product, right? This happens over and over. They'll create a product and then they will not sell that product again. Or they'll make these excuses like, oh, I had this problem. I had that problem. Therefore, the pro product must be bad. And that's that whole concept from no Napoleon Hill, right? They stopped three feet from gold. Actually, I was just looking up online. I was doing a little bit of research. And one of the top reasons for entrepreneurs failing is that they actually have kind of a down, like stuff goes down for them and they don't know how to get past that next, you know, horizon, they don't know how to lift themselves up. And it's so hard to do, um, with, without a community of entrepreneurs or people to help spot that you're in that. But yeah, the other one that I see a lot in, and maybe this affects you is, you know, when there's like something you don't know how to do. Right. And I've had this happen to me as well, where it's a stopping point where actually, even when I want to write the book, 
Um, so why did it take five years to write the book? The first year I wanted to write the book and I would, you know, sit down to write the book and I, I, I didn't know a structure. I didn't know the rules for writing a book. And the second year I sort of wrote like 25,000 sort of random words, but I didn't know how to organize those words into chapters and structures and arguments. And there's a flow to writing a book. I ended up taking a program to learn the framework. I'm now writing my second book in a different program that's teaching a different kind of framework because it's a different kind of book that calls for a different kind of framework. And that's the same is true of, of businesses. I see so many people struggling, you know, in the entrepreneurial space that I'm in, I see so many people struggling to market themselves effectively, to be seen, to get their work out there. And they just, they, they get stuck and they get frustrated, but they don't have the frameworks and, and, and then they don't go looking for them. We sort of think that we should intuitively know things, like in my case, how to write a book when I hadn't been trained on how, now I have been trained on how to write several different types of books. But back then, I had no clue, but yet I thought I could just figure it out. So those are the two big things that I see happening with stopping points. And I'm, I'm sure there's more nuanced, um, nuanced things, but it, it could be either when you are on the rise and you've hit your level of success that in your head is the right amount, uh, for you. Um, or it could be when you are actually working towards something, but you hit something you don't know how to do and, and it's like, you just don't quite know where to look or how to ask, um, for the help you need. And that can be difficult too, where you don't know how to sort of like even know how to ask the questions or, or get the help or find the clarity or find the answers or find the tools or find the frameworks. You're not sure where to look. And of course, when you would go online, it, you know, it can be overwhelming, like, you know, where, how did I figure out where to write my book? I didn't know how to write a book. So I remember I worked with a coach. Um, I had met her. Well, I didn't meet her. I saw her speak at a conference, like, you know, two years before. And then another year, <laughs> then the third year I saw her speak at a conference. I was like, well, I guess I'll hire her. Now, when, of course, when I go online, there's like literally hundreds of, of potential book, you know, coaches that I could have worked with. I just happened to come across that one and it happened to, you know, she happened to help me write a really good book. So I want to leave you with something today that's going to help you get past your stopping point. Okay. So once you figure out like what's your, maybe it's both, like maybe like me, sometimes you stop because successful, sometimes you stop because you just don't know how to do what you want to do. Um, but if you do find yourself stopping, what's incredibly important for your brain, first of all, is to go back and find out that belief. What's that hidden belief probably laid down in early childhood. That's not going to make any sense to you anymore. Like mine doesn't make any sense to me anymore. Um, however, it was laid down in early childhood and it is what it is. So you can find that belief. You can create that mantra. You can do, if, if it feels fun to you, you can learn how to do uh, EFT, emotional freedom technique, and do some tapping to help you lock in the new belief. That's a really good behavior. But then, then there's something I want you to do. There's this critical next step. 
and I want you to just go past the stop. And the cool thing is you don't even have to go a lot past the stopping point. You just have to sort of take that first action, right? So for me, it was just reaching out and doing something promotional with my book, It's Go Time. I literally went and got a case of books out of storage and I got an email saying, oh, I'd like to buy a bunch of books. And it was like, I just took them out of storage. Something about the energetics around that just worked. It was amazing. So I want you to just take whatever it is. If, if you've stopped because you're successful, take that next action. It is so critical to unlocking because you are actually showing your brain, you are showing yourself that it's safe to keep going. And I would layer this on top of a mantra. And if you're, uh, if your thing for stopping is that you just don't have the information that you need and something that, you know, example from the entrepreneurial world, you know, I, at one point I was really struggling in my business and I was stuck. One of my, I was describing those several times that I was stuck. And one of the times that I was struggling in my business is when I was so sure I knew enough on my own. You know, I was just so sure that because my background was being an entrepreneur and being a consultant to entrepreneurs. So I thought, surely I don't need a business coach. I am a very successful consultant and coach. And for a while there, I was not getting the help, the support, the community that I needed. I was just being so sure I had all the answers and I didn't. And how I broke through at that point was investing in myself. It was getting the knowledge. It was hiring someone. It was being becoming a part of a community that absolutely transformed my life and helped me level up. It was taking that action, believing in myself and saying, I'm going to take this next action. Because the thing is, when you're creating anything, when you're creating anything, we often talk about you know, how we have to create the vision for it. Like we create, we figure out what we want. Then we kind of envision it. Then we imagine how that would make us feel. Then we create a plan and then we do stuff and then some stuff works, some stuff doesn't. We do some more stuff and we keep going. But here's the thing that a lot of people don't know. We run around looking for clarity, right? I want clarity. I need clarity. I want clarity. Where am I going? Where is this going? But the truth is, when it comes to performance, you don't need to know every step on the staircase. Once you figure out your vision, that thing you want for me, you know, whether it was my business or whether it was my book, once I figured that out and had this sort of big, long picture view up there and had some hazy ideas about how I'd get there, and in my book, It's Go Time, I describe this process and I call... I call it your staircase strategy. You don't have to necessarily figure out everything, but you kind of like your back of the napkin strategy. Like you want to figure out in, you know, rough steps. If I did this, 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 and this, I would succeed. So for instance, with a business, the rough steps would be like, okay, if I came up with an idea of what I would sell, okay, if I did some research and development, experimented with that idea, whether it's a product or service and, and see if I like, if I can make it and if people like it and if they'll buy it and if it helps them, that's like, you know, that's, I call that experiment to validate. That's like a rough step. There's a lot of details in there, but 
that's a rough step. And then you systemize your sales. You sort of get that all the whole web presence organized so you can sell the thing. And then you figure out your traffic, your how to tell everybody. I call that the BEST steps of building a business. Is there a lot of depth in each of those steps? Yes, there's like literally hundreds, if not, honestly, like, there are so many different frameworks that you need to know within that process. But the beautiful thing is your brain doesn't need to know all that. You just need to know the general steps to doing it. And then you never need to figure out more than your next step. So if you have figured out you have a stopping point, and maybe you have a creative one that I haven't listed here today or spoken about here today. But if you find yourself stopping, then that's something I'd like you to do as well. I'd like you to just take that one step. So my wish for you is that the next time you find yourself stopping when it comes to achieving something really important to you, when you find yourself engaging in self-sabotaging behavior of playing it small and retreating and, and, and kind of holding back instead of leaning in. I want you to examine those beliefs. Just have a sit down and ask yourself, Hey, wait a second, what's going on here? Are you going to be that shoe salesman that says, Hey, nobody wears shoes. Are you going to be that shoe salesman that says nobody wears shoes? The opportunity is huge here. You know, we can look at just about everything and reframe. Are you going to, you know, me with the book, it's go time, right? How do I sell a book called it's go time during lockdown? It's like, wait a second, like the great resignation. There's like literally never been a better time for the book. It's go time. It's literally written about leaving what's not working and how to figure out what is working and make it work. I mean, it was written for the time. And I told myself this excuse. So have a look at where you're stopping, about where you might be telling yourself excuses. Go ahead and examine those. Examine those beliefs. Create a mantra that is counteracts the beliefs. And you don't have to say the mantra the same way every time. You can just really just play with a new set of beliefs. You might support that with some emotional freedom technique. And the final thing that I'd really like you to do is just take that next step. Once you figure out what you really want, and once you have a vague picture of how you're going to get there, then the only step you ever have to worry about taking is the one that's right in front of you. And if you keep doing that, you will eventually create whatever you set your mind and heart on. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Thinking Vitamins podcast. I have really been appreciating your support. I just want to take a moment today and say I am truly deeply grateful. Our numbers, I I've only have like a couple of months of episode and the podcast has already like grown by double. Um, there, I think I'm in the top, despite being only two months old, I think I'm in the top 50% and yeah, that's, you know, it's not top 1% or top 10%, but after two months to be in the top 50% of podcasts seems absolutely incredible to me. And it's because of you, um, for listening. Thank you. I'm 
deeply grateful for the support that this has received. Um, and if you can, if you've enjoyed the show, this episode, other episodes, of course, it means the world to me. If you can follow on whatever platform where you listen to it, if you can like or comment or rate the show, that certainly helps me get exposure. And I welcome you to reach out to me too through thinkingvitamins.com or you can email us at, uh, or you can email win at jillmccabe.com. Tell me about any wins that you've had anything that's happened, ideas you have for the show, questions you have for the show, things you don't like about the show, whatever's on your mind, I'd really love to hear from you and learn how I can make this podcast even better for you. I've been having a lot of fun with this and I'm really grateful that I get to be in your headset or your living room or your car or wherever you listen to this. Um, this has just been something that I've been creating that I've been enjoying and um, I've now been starting to see some success. So hopefully I don't stop. No, I won't stop. I'm going to keep going because it's been a lot of fun. Thank you once again for your support and I'll see you on the next episode of the Thinking Vitamins podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to like, comment, follow, and come to thinkingvitamins.com where you can sign up to get our newsletter and additional free training. 